When I read this, I had a, two flashbacks. One is from Steve Burns. It was when I was working with Steve Burns and he said, yeah, Chris, I used to trade that way too until I realized I wanted to make money. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Are you looking to take the guesswork out of trading? Well, you need to get the Secret Investing Book. It's the underground playbook that 10 minute stock traders are using to take the guesswork out of trading every single day. You can get your free copy over at secretinvestingbook.com. That's secretinvestingbook.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and watch all of our past episodes over at sharevision.com. Good afternoon, traders. Hope you all are having a fantastic day. It is probably the most beautiful day of the year here in Texas. Uh, I... Uh, Went to refill a prescription, and uh, I just decided to walk my happy self over to the pharmacy over uh, about about a mile and a half away. And I was like, it's just such a nice day. Might as well. So I'm looking a little pink. That's for sure. Yeah, hope you guys are doing a, or having a fantastic day. Dr. Sinclair, good to see you. Ernie, how you doing, my friend? I'm sure my days don't look anything as nice as your days do down there. Donna, good to see you. Isaac, I know, dude. I Like... At this very moment, the S&P is up 3, 3.0%. Oh, I don't... Hang on. Add the screen, add the screen, add the screen. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, earlier on in the day, I did say that the, uh, the S&P hit Chris's weekly projection, which I thought was interesting. But to see this monumental bar that's greater than one, two, three, three full bars, and then working on the fourth one here absolutely crazy this is what we would call a short squeeze which is also what happened up here right just i mean this is not not all that long ago this exact thing happened right how much was it up like seven percent or so right five point let's let's round it up to six percent absolutely crazy oh no ernie i don't know how well you know texas uh so there's 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 really three groups of Texans, or well, four groups. There's the don't live in the city Texans, then there's the Dallas Texans, which is where I'm at, the Austin Texans, and the Houston Texans. Right? We all three have our our a little subgenres in the Texan culture. Dallas is more of the uh, wealthier. Dallas is more of the like we uh, we like the nicer things in life. Austin is weird, right? Keep Austin weird. That's a thing. I am not a huge fan of Austin. And we call Houston, I, I actually said this on TV one time, and the host looked at me like, what did you just say? Uh, we in, in the Dallas area, we call Houston the armpit of Texas because it is hot and humid down there and nobody wants to be there. Oh, raised in Houston. I see, I see. Then you know, then you know how much of an armpit it is down there. <laughs> Victor, good to see you, my friend. Yeah, back to the market, absolutely nuts move today. However, one stock that we have in, in Coop, it's flat on the day. This is important because if you're going long or if you're going short, you want to find a stock that has relative strength or relative weakness, right? On a day when the market is up, let's call it 3%, Coop is down just a smidge at the moment. It was down nearly 4% earlier on in the day. That is extreme relative weakness. Comparing the uh, the market 
to Coop, you can see how much weaker Coop is than the market. Now, the inverse is true when you're buying stocks. When you're buying stocks, you want to see a stock that outperforms the market on a consistent basis. And that's the opposite of what we're seeing in Coop. So, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely, definitely on my mind today. No day trades because, as we all were just looking at, basically a vertical day. Right? And we're not taking long trades right now when the market is in a very clear downtrend. So, no day trades, but let's move into our market analysis. Victor, I can't remember if I said hi. So I'm going to say hi right back to you right now. Double hi if I said so earlier. All right, market analysis time. All right, this is the 10 minute, or welcome to the 10 minute trading room. This is how to trade in only 10 minutes a day and exactly how we take the guesswork out of trading. Now, we always start with the market. We let the market tell us which way it's going. Even on a day like today, we're going to let the market tell us where it's going. So we have the 10 under the 20 with price under the 50. And as you can see here, the 10 is the blue line, the 20 is the black line, and the 50 is the red line. All of that holds true. The market is still in a bearish posture. Very, very bullish day, bearish posture longer term. Next, MMFI. Look, we had this monster move today. But there's still only 21% of the market above their own 50-day moving average, okay? So still, 78% of the market is looking bearish. Lastly, Fin Club did come through with a red day today. So when all three of these are in alignment, that makes today an offensive day. Offensive days always start with existing positions. And the objective, before we do anything else, is to reduce risk. Now, let's review Coop, which is the only one we have on. And we're going to talk uh, about the plan for that. Brian, good to see you, my friend. I, uh, I've i just uh, uh, offended Ernie. That's that's the highlight of the day so far. <laughs> that's the highlight of the day so far, me uh, offending Ernie. Sorry, Ernie. Here's our plan to exit points for a long put. We're going to exit if either are true. Either the trailing exit, which we have already back-tested to say that the... Uh, the five day is our trailing exit point. And then we have the selling into strength, which is when the price touches the five Keltner channel and then closes above uh, yesterday's close. So basically an up day. So let's take a look at Coop. And let me double check that I got the right indicators on here. Yeah, five Keltner. As you can see, it's dragging along its five Keltner channel. Now this is a green bar but Coop is 42 basis points down on the day. Like I say, that shows exceptional relative weakness when the market's up nearly 3%. But it is not closing higher than yesterday. So today, this has not hit our selling rule to sell into strength. Now, it also has not broken the five day, which is the gray line. So to me, this has no reason to come off. So therefore, Coop stays on because it does not violate any of our selling rules. Matt, uh, Yorn is still in Maui. Man, living the dream, my friend. Brian says, yeah, I know. Uh, Victor, could we get your thoughts on the fact that tomorrow's Friday and usually Fridays are very bearish? I could take a look at that, Victor. Maria, glad you made it. All right, so we know we started with our existing position, which is Coop. Now, because today is an offensive day, let's move into the next section, which is the charts. So I'm going to run the AI chart bearish power scanner. Let that run for a second. 
Yorn's saying, love the relative weakness on Coop, Chris. Yeah. Listen, that's the point of the relative strength scanner, is to go through and just ensure that the stock we're looking at is not just bad on a chart, but bad relative to itself, like in the last week. That's the relative strength delta. And then bad relative to the market, and then bad relative to everything else, right? That's the point of relative strength. And I didn't invent this, but I did code this worksheet to make it work for us. Uh, with Investors Business Daily, the O'Neill people, uh, Mark Minervini, uh, people like that, they, on their chart, have an additional line that shows relative strength. And um, I don't get it. It's like, why would you not quantify this? I, wanna, I want to see the quantification. And then I want to know, how has that changed? And in a way, that's what they have, is this relative, uh, relative strength spark chart. I'll zoom in real quick. This is called a spark chart when it's inside the cell. They have this basically plotted on their chart. So, yeah, that's the difference there. We all have the same uh, same objective, different methods to get there. All right, two, two stocks passed on relative strength. Mitch, speaking of, um, speaking of, let me go find it real quick. Uh, our mutual friend, Money Mitch, was on... Uh, Benzinga doing a tour of the uh, New York Stock Exchange. So you guys need to go check that out. Hang on. Or did I tweet it? I want to send you guys the link. Sorry. Just give me a second here. I thought it was so, so interesting. I think this is it. Yeah. Sorry. Give me 10 seconds here. to. I'll drop this link in the Discord. And y'all can take a, a look at it when you get a chance. But yeah, this was super cool. Mitch uh, touring the New York Stock Exchange. Definitely, definitely something you guys should check out. Really neat to see. Back to the trading strategy here. Mitch is Match.com. Match Group. And, oh yeah, we traded this a while ago, it looks like. Let me remove all my notes here. And then Expedia. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to the Relative Strength Scanner which is the next step here. Charts relative strength. And I'm just going to type these guys in. So it was uh, MTCH and EXPE. We're going to see if they're both set up for entry, which they both are. Very cool there. And going back to relative strength, Yorn, check this out. This is their current relative strength, right? And then this is the relative strength delta. This is how much it's changed in the last week. So while, what is this one? Expedia is has a 91% relative strength. It's declined 24 percentage points in the last week. Pretty crazy, right? That's why we have not just relative strength, but relative strength delta to tell us, is this growing or is it falling? Because that matters to me more than the absolute value, right? It's exactly, I know you guys know this, but I'm going to take a second and explain it. It's exactly like two cars driving down the road at 100 miles an hour. Or 100 uh, kilometers an hour, Sebastian. Glad you made it, my friend. Uh, 100 kilometers an hour, right? But one of them is slamming on the accelerator, and the other one is slamming on the brakes. But in that moment, they're both trading at... Uh, or they're, they're both running at 100 kilometers an hour. Very cool. Thanks, Yorn. You got Coop and Net again. Oh, really? Let me refresh that. I saw Net uh, came back to our our, uh, our entry point, basically. 
It's a, it's a little about there. I got Carvana this time. I'll throw Carvana in there. I didn't get net on that one, uh, Victor. I didn't get Wayfair either. That's weird. Either way, M match Carvana and Expedia. Let me add Carvana on here real quick. Okay, so this one is not set up for entry. Not sure why, but it's not. So, Carvana is off our list. Let's go back to Mitch and Expedia. These are the only two that we're going to work on today. And we're going to go through each one of these and backtest them. So, strategy test. If you need this criteria, you can get this in the 10-minute trading room in the members area. And let me make this bigger for you. We're going to go 10-day bearish full. Hit run. What? Holy cow. Who is this? This is Carvana. 160%? Jeez Louise. What about the five day? 243%? People hate Carvana. <laughs> five day trailing planned exit point. Holy moly. Okay, cool. So we're going to take a look at Carvana in just a second. Let's go back to Expedia. Expedia on the 5-day is 21%. On the 10-day is negative 7. So we're going to skip Expedia. I'm going to make him red. We're skipping Carvana. So it wasn't set up on the relative strength scanner. So we're just going to go to match.com. Alright, so match.com. We're going to take that back to our master list here real quick. Add it in. Cool. Now the next step... We got the charts, real strength. We back tested it. Only match.com pulled through. Let's look at the liquidity of it. I have to look around my microphone. That's what I'm doing over here. Kilometers rule. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't get those, Victor. Uh, something's different between our two our two numbers there. But that's okay. We'll work with what we got. Close a couple tabs here. Let's go look at Mitch. So Mitch, what I want to see first is if we go real close. Uh, tomorrow's too close. Let's go a week out. Is there liquidity to do a call ratio spread? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think so. Look at this. 44, 2, 18, 8. If we were to get into any of these strikes, that could be problematic to get out of. So we're not going to do the golden spread on this guy. We're just going to be looking at the long puts then. So let's go to about 21 days out, which is November 4th. No puts on the volume here. Remember, what we're looking for is... Oh, hang on. We didn't do the second and third entry points for Mitch. Just need to check our backtest fits. 40.66. Oh yeah, it passes. It goes down to the, the 38s. So that's good. I just wish every trade could do exactly what the backtest says. It doesn't. But you have to read the data and understand. Come on that it has positive expectancy. So given enough occurrences, 
it would be profitable, historically speaking. All right, back to this. Now, there's no liquidity here. We need to see, and this is probably what kicked out uh, Carvana, was a million shares traded daily. 21 days to expiration, 250 plus open interest, and less than 50 cent bid-ask spread. So 21 days gets us nobody. 28 days, nobody. Eight days, so next Friday's expiration. There is liquidity there. It's really tight though. I don't. I like to get it. Uh, if you guys remember, the uh, the rule of thumb is if you're selling options, you want it to expire as fast as possible. If you're buying options, you want it to go for at least three, two to three times as long. Eight days is close. I don't love eight days. Let's go to November 11th. There's no liquidity there. Let's go to November 18th. There's more liquidity there. It'd have to be one of these. But even then... Let's see. What's 1.8 over 7.25? Does this have, an, have a low enough extrinsic value? It's okay. 25%. So it looks like it looks like October 21st is really our only liquid options chain here. And that would be on the 46, the 47 and a half or the 48. Only those points. 30, 20, 20 cents wide. So the width on the strikes is okay. This is fine. This is fine. This is tight, but we could always roll it forward if we have to. All right, let's investigate if we can put this one on. So 46, extrinsic, that's 50% extrinsic. So we're not gonna do 46 strike. We could do either the 47 and a half or the 48. Okay, so 56 cents over 350 is 16%, that'll work, okay. So we're looking at uh, match MTCH, October 21st, 47 and a half puts. Um, I'm doing this for you, Sebastian, zooming out a little bit, so you can see the option size on match.com. All right, now back to this, match.com looks sharp there. We're gonna go with the Five day, right? Five days, nineteen percent. Ten day is twenty-four percent. So we can start here with the ten day uh, trailing planned exit point. Oh, but it is following its uh, its Keltner channel right here, which is great. That's super great. If and when you see that, that's a strong, strong trend. Just look, just look, you know, a couple weeks ago on this super strong trend. The day that it closes up, like, is this candle right here? That's the exit point. This is an excellent textbook example of what I'm talking about. Getting in and letting it ride all the way down until this is the candle where it closes up from the previous. So it went from 55 hit a low of 46, close that 47. Let's see if we can replicate that again.
All right, so now let's go to match.com. Let me go to my other screen in the business account here, NTCH. We're looking at the October 21st, 47 and a half puts. Remember, get the right appropriate option size because while the price of it isn't all that expensive, you want to have the right option size because it has a decent sized ATR, average true range, to the price of the stock. What is two over 44? That's four and a half percent. So the one ATR is about four and a half percent of the current price. That's why the option size is so small. All right, match October 21st, 47 and a half puts. Sending the order at 345, not filled. Sending the order at 350, was filled. Fill price was 350. Okay. Yeah, match October 21st. I don't love it. I don't love how close it is. But that's the only thing that uh, is not perfect as far as the strategy goes. And we can always roll this forward, Yorn, if this does continue to work uh, well into next week. So that's the plan. Match October 21st, 47 and a half puts. I just got filled at 350. Ernie says, don't know if I can fly until you jump leap. Ah... I get it. I get what you're saying. Okay. Very cool. All right. Let me go into the Discord and type it in real quick. So this is trade number one. It was Mitch uh, 47 and a half, right? Yeah. 47.5 puts 10, 11, 22. 10, 21, 22. Sorry. Four, three, when trading at 44.61 right now. Cool. Got it. Hey, for once, Ernie didn't beat me. <laughs> All right, very cool. I'm sure I'm loving the Discord. That way I can keep you guys up to date like this. This is perfect. Uh, also, I don't know if you guys have picked up, but I'm trying to, earlier on in the day, give you a heads up of what the plan is. So you're coming into the trading room knowing what the plan is what the expectation is for the day. So, all right, good to go. Nothing else to do trading-wise. We covered the full strategy, top to bottom, put on one trade. We are managing the risk on Coop. We added uh, Mitch real quick. Victor wants to look at Wayfair. Yeah, dude, here, I'll throw in the relative strength scanner. Boom. Oh, Victor's loving the Discord, very cool. Yeah, I wish I'd done it sooner. Oh, W did come through. Huh. I don't know why it didn't on the uh, on the charts. That's weird. Let me change this real quick. Bearish power scanner. Oh, that's the exit. What did I do wrong? is less than the 10. Yeah, I've, I've messed up something on this. Oh, no, 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 this is right, this is right. 
It's the intraday. Right there. It's, uh, Victor, what you're seeing is the intraday. Because remember, one of the last things that we look at inside of the scanner is making sure on the 12-minute charts that it's still showing that uh, it's in the it's trending in the same direction. That's what it's it didn't pick up for that reason. Looks like if you give it maybe 35 minutes or so, it might come through. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's the reason why it didn't pull through. But I will do the back test on it. So on the 10 day is 171. The five day is 229. So the five day looks really strong on Wayfair. If I, I'm not going to trade it, just so you know, if I were to trade it, I'd be looking at open interest. November 4th does not have liquidity. Let's go to October 28th. Does not have liquidity. October 21st. The 33 strike. Uh, even that. 1 over 330. 3.3. That's still 30%. And that was the only one liquid enough. I mean, that, that's literally it. Victor, I wouldn't trade this, dude. I'm telling you, I would not put my money on this. You do you, but I'm not putting my money on it. Victor's love in the Discord, very cool. Ernie says, 345. Ah, oh, so 355 average. It's okay. It's all good. Yorin's love in the Discord. All good. Now, what you're seeing, Ernie, right there, that's totally normal. Don't don't uh, don't be discouraged. Totally normal. <laughs> Yorin, your internet just went down. Using your phone. All good, my dude. Okay. So that is going to be it for the trading. Let's move into our final thoughts. Once I click the button. All right, I got a couple of them. First is uh, what Mark said earlier today, which I mentioned earlier in the day in the Discord, um, that I was truly hoping that this would be at the near bottom and we resume a multi-year bull run. But of course, hope isn't a strategy, and that's why we follow our plan. And then it couldn't have been, what time is it? What time did I post that? 8.35. At 8.43, Mark says, While my gut says we're getting close to a bottom, experience tells me to stick to the rules, that's exactly what I was saying, and let the weight of evidence guide my trading, a.k.a. follow a plan. A low happens in one day, the bull market lasts for years. Oh my gosh, it was almost like Mark saw my post and, and made his own. The big money is made spotting trends, not the bottoms, and the current trend is down. So that made me happy that uh, my mentor echoed almost ident identically to what I was saying. Um, yeah, that, that made me smile really big. And then the second one is also from, from our good friend Mark. One of the main reasons I've become successful is because when I came across someone who knows more about me, more than me about a subject and has more real life success than me, rather than arguing and trying to prove how smart that I am, I pulled out a pen and paper and took notes. When I read this, I had a, two flashbacks. One is from Steve Burns. You guys know the story. It was when I was working with Steve Burns and he said, yeah, Chris, I used to trade that way too until I realized I wanted to make money. Because I was explaining to him my strategy and how high win rates and selling options and 
and all this stuff and and that's he said exactly that yeah i used to trade that way too until i realized i want to make money and then mark uh and this is one of the podcasts we did uh you can actually see when he says it to me and see it in my face like go white because uh uh mark and i were talking he's like chris this is why your trades suck and i was like "Mm." he hurt my feelings but at the same time he was totally right so yeah, rather than trying to show them how smart I was, those were the two slaps that I needed to say, hey, you know what, shut up, pull out a pen and paper, and get busy learning from somebody who's been there. So, I appreciate them more than you guys would ever know, having the opportunity to work with them. Alright, so we're good to go on match, we're good to go in coop, and uh, it would not surprise me at all if tomorrow we see a reversal candle. I don't know if it'll be as big as this one, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if we saw a reversal candle like that. And with these two having really low relative strength, maybe that'll work really well in our favor. Thank you guys so much for coming today. Thank you for hanging out. Thanks for hanging out in the Discord. Sure makes uh, it easier to hang and chat with you and make sure that we can take care of each other in that way. Have a fantastic afternoon. Yorn, go enjoy the beach. Ernie, I hope you do okay in Houston. <laughs> you guys have a great afternoon. We'll talk soon. Hey, don't forget, before you head out, head to secretinvestingbook.com right now to get your free copy of the Secret Investing Book. This is how to finally get a positively unfair advantage in the stock market. And it has 13 of the secrets that Wall Street does not want you to know. And I want to send this to you for free today. Just help me by covering shipping. And the way you can do that is by going to secretinvestingbook.com. That's secretinvestingbook.com, and I'll ship this out for you right away. Thanks so much. I'll see you there.